Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurtaye Nishvapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Hetave Jagatameva Samsara Navasetave Rabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own beingness, O Shiva. Your own divine essence. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Lost and found. When you lose yourself, where will you find it again? It's like when you lose your car keys. Where do you look to find them? You've got the spots where you usually put them down. So you go looking there. Well, when you lose yourself, you go looking in all the familiar places. But that's not where you find your own self. When you lose yourself, where do you find it again? Inside. You already know the answer for this, for you have experienced it so many times. You get caught up in stuff. You feel that your life depends on it. 
your happiness, your whole sense of well-being is on hold until such and such a thing happens. Your feeling of self-worth depends on the outcome of something. Or worse, your whole sense of lovability depends on somebody else's mood. When you're lost, you can't sleep. You can't concentrate. You try some favorite things, a favorite song or snack, an hour or few of screen time, and it doesn't help. Your mind and emotions are still churning. You talk with someone. That's nice for a bit. It even distracts you from your stuff. Oh, but it comes back again. You go for a meander on the local river walk. It's beautiful, but it doesn't really help. You're lost. Again. Where did you lose yourself? You lost your own self out there in the world. It's like you dropped your phone while you were on the river walk, and now you don't know the way home. Your phone has the GPS, but you don't have your phone. You can't text or call anyone. You're well and truly lost. No one can find you. This happens sometimes with our elders. They go for a drive or go for a walk and get confused. They don't know the way home. The police put out an alert, and everyone is watching for them. Maybe that would help you, too. Okay, this is an all-points bulletin, APB. Keep your eyes open for a lost person. Insert your age, height, and hair color. Look for a lost person of X many years, about so tall and with your color hair. They're lost and don't know the way home. They've been lost for decades, maybe even lifetimes. Let's help them find their way home. The way home is inside. You open the door and you step inside. Just like the lost person, when they finally do get back home, they just want to open the door and step inside. Lost and found. But no one else can find you. You have to find you. This is the task. The overarching task for your whole lifetime to find your own self. Who are you, really? From my perspective, you are a sage in the making. A siddling. When you grow into yourself, you'll be a siddha, a realized being. But right now, you're in the process. So I call you a siddling, like a duckling. Quack, quack. So you do what ducks do. Ducklings do what ducks do. They paddle around in the water and look for things to eat. So you're a siddling. That means you do what siddhas do. What is that? Siddhas meditate. They chant. They do seva. They live in the constant flow of grace. In the underlying perception of their own self. And siddhas see God in everything and everyone. A siddha is based in consciousness based in self-knowingness. Your own self knows its own self. The goal of life is to grow into yourself. Just like when you were a kid and wanted to grow up. Oh, but you still have some growing to do. 
One of my vivid memories was when I was about 10 years old, fifth grade. Every day I walked home from school only a couple of blocks away. I would watch the school bus letting the big kids off. I didn't have any older siblings, so it was really fascinating to me. They were so big. They were like practically grown up. The girls had jewelry and fancy skirts. Poodle skirts were happening around that time, and some of them wore them. The guys strutted around, talked out really loud, and waved their arms in the air as they walked away from each other, going in different directions. They had Elvis haircuts. The Beatles came later. I watched in awe, and I wondered, will I ever be that big? And then a few years later, I was one of the big kids getting off the bus. One day, I saw some younger kids across the street watching us as we yelled each other and waved and walked home. And I knew. I knew what it was like to be the 10-year-old. And I knew what it was like to be the teenager. I was seeing through both sets of eyes at the same time. And I knew that I didn't know much at all. I didn't know who I was, nor who they were. I had hoped that when I got big, that I'd know who I was, but I didn't know at all. I ached. The not knowing was painful. I wondered and ached for another decade. It took Papa to show me who I was. And once I knew, I knew. You got to have help. That's called grace. You only get it from someone who's got it. This is what you're working on. It's a growing process. But not growing up. You're growing inward. Growing into your own self. You come to know that which you have always been your own self. You were lost, and now you're found. How does that happen? Just like the song says, by grace, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to feel, and grace my fears relieved. Grace lifts you up out of your stuff. Grace finds you when you're lost. Like the police helicopter flying overhead. Got him. I think we found our missing person here. X many years old with your color hair wearing such and such a shirt. Yes, we found him. Well, my Baba found me. Well, that's not precisely true. Baba made me able to find me. How? simply by his knowing of his own self. That knowing is contagious. That's why I spent time with him. 
And that's why you make the choice to come spend time with me. For my knowing of my own self makes you able to know your own self. It's resonance. It's reciprocal adaptation. It's a divine contagion. It's grace. When you find your own self, you feel like you've come home. It's a relaxing into yourself. That's why people love Shavasana in the yoga classes so much. You get to stand down from red alert and settle back into yourself. You lean back in. It is from this interdimensionality that your life arises. Literally, the energy of life arises from your own inner essence. When you're cut off from your own self, you have less energy. You have less creativity, less clarity, less surety, less aliveness, less spunk, less happiness, less bliss. Sorry, this is called normal. Baba made it even clearer. He asked, what is the real meaning of madness? It means having no self-control. He told us more than one story about people coming to him after they'd lost their mind. Different people came with different conditions, dementia, addiction, fragile, parasitic, erratic, frenzied, and more. It's your mind. Only your mind. That's all. He explained that such a person has no self-mastery. His life is ruled by his senses and his mind. He was very candid about it, concluding that such a person is a slave of their mind. Their mind and their desires have conquered them. He said, from this standpoint, we are all the friends of madness. There may be some difference in degree. Some people are crazier than others. Some hold themselves together with a bit of discipline. But everyone is the friend of madness. That's called normal. What a way to live. What a crazy way to live. It certainly doesn't contribute to your happiness, nor for those around you. You've got options. You can choose a different state. You can choose a different way to live. Krishna describes this in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 56. Being undisturbed in adversity, free from desire, free from clinging, fear, and anger, you are a sage, one with steady wisdom. Being undisturbed in adversity, free from desire, free from clinging, fear, and anger, you are a sage, a muni, one with steady wisdom. Arjuna had asked Krishna a question. Tell me how a Siddha lives. Oh, Krishna, how does such a being walk and talk? How do they live their life? 
This verse is one of many in Krishna's lengthy description. For my theme today, lost and found, this verse describes one who has found their own self. By knowing their own self, they don't get lost in worldliness anymore. Being undisturbed in adversity, free from desire, free from clinging, fear and anger, you are a moni, a sage, one with steady wisdom. Don't misunderstand. He's not saying that you get there by denying your own feelings. If adversity disturbs you, if desire haunts you, if you cling to things and people, wanting them to make your life meaningful, and if you have anxiety and get angry, well, like Baba said, everyone is a little mad. But to pretend you're not mad, that is not the answer. This verse describes the result you get when you study with a great being. That's what Arjuna was doing. Krishna was teaching him. Beyond the teaching moment, Arjuna liked to hang out with Krishna. And I have to say, that was my favorite thing with Baba, just hanging out. Oh, I loved when he taught. But it was somehow more real and intimate in the informal times. I got so much by basking in the rays of his divine radiance. So Krishna is not telling you, don't be disturbed by adversity. He is not saying, don't desire things. He is not saying, don't cling, don't be anxious, and don't get angry. He knows that you go through this stuff. What he's saying, and he gets 17 more chapters to explain it is that you have to deepen into your own divine essence. When you have a deep keel, when you ground yourself in the inner infinity, when you base your sense of self in your own self, none of these things will disturb you. How do you get there? Meditate. You must meditate. When you meditate, you will experience self. My Baba guarantees this. That's the specialty of this meditative tradition. You get it from one who's got it. So you meditate. You experience your own self. And then when your meditation timer goes off, you bring your own self with you while you go into the world. You know, during the pandemic, we were told to get vaccinated. Then you bring your immunity with you everywhere you go. As a metaphor, well, when you bring your own self with you, you're vaccinated against inner disturbances, even in the face of adversity. You're immune to desire, neediness, and fear. You can love without clinging. Your own self is the only thing that can cure anxiety and free you from anger. Krishna got 17 chapters to explain this. I get 20 minutes. You got it yet? It's easy to misunderstand this teaching. Arjuna was having this problem. He thought 
that if he was going to live in an inner steadiness, he had to go live in privation alone in the forest. But Krishna told him, no, you have to get out there in the world and take care of things. You must get to work. It was a radical restatement of the ancient teachings. Krishna was a divine incarnation. He took birth for the purpose of restating the teachings and practices. Until this time, about 5,000 years ago, the sages left the world. We know the iconic image of the sage in the woods or a high mountain cave. But Krishna and Arjuna lived at the changing of the age at a time when the world needed the sages helping out. Oh, and needs the wannabes as well. You. It's a time like then. is a time like now. So Krishna told Arjuna, my free-form translation, get to work, buddy boy. In Sanskrit, that is yoga karmasu kaushalam. Verse 2.50, get to work, buddy boy. Too many people believe in a fallacy. It's a big lie that a great master lives in silence, in a cave, eyes closed, his breath and other functions suspended for long periods, immersed in a deep inner absorption. Baba was a myth buster. He described such a yogi this way. He said, such a yogi is only a child. A yogi who knows their own self is always being self. They don't need solitude and silence in order to sustain their state. One who needs to withdraw, to be in a protected space and in a rigorously controlled environment, they're like a baby who can't take care of themselves. A siddha is in the world, using the mind, but not lost in it. They use their mind and body. They live with their heart open. They experience the ever-changing play of the world. It's like when you go to a live play with actors on the stage and you experience all the different parts of the story, but all the while, you know who you are. One who doesn't know the self watches the play and gets all churned up, jumps up on the stage and hugs one of the characters and says, I am the story. No. You're experiencing the story. It's a moving story. It's an important story. It's something to be told, something to be seen and known, to be shared, to be experienced. But you are more than the story. While you live in the world, you are your own self. You are not defined by the world nor by anyone in it. You care. You participate. But it comes from a deeper place inside, from a place of wholeness, fullness, the inner infinity of your own being. This is called freedom. Only in this state where you have found your own self are you truly able to offer any value to the world. Earlier I said, When you're cut off from your own self, you have less energy. You have less creativity, less clarity, less surety, less aliveness, less spunk, 
less happiness, less bliss, sorry. This is called normal. It changes when you know your own self, when you bring yourself with you everywhere you go. What's that like, oh Shiva? You have more energy. You have more creativity, more clarity, more surety, more aliveness, more spunk, more happiness, more bliss. Now you are not normal at all. You are no longer friends with madness. Only consciousness can cure your madness. And when you're not crazy, you'll actually be happy. More than happy, divinely happy. Bliss is a real option for each of you and all of you. All you have to do is find your own self. Hint, look inside. I'll help. That's why I'm here. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.